Attention crew, this is your Captain Caliban speaking. This is a supplemental episode of Enterprising Individuals, where we bring you news and tidbits from the world of Trek, also interviews with special guests, and a few little surprises along the way. It's good. It's good to be speaking to you directly. I'm glad we've got this time together. It's sort of been a while, with things being the way they are in the world right now, and I'm going to guess that you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I've kind of stepped back from being an active voice on the show for right now, and I've wanted to let the voices and the ideas and opinions of our show guests be the focus of the show. We've had a great lineup of guests recently, and that's set to continue for the rest of the year as we've gotten deeper and deeper into political and social unrest in the year of our Lord 2020. I think it's more important than ever that we take a hard look at where we are and how we got here and the ways in which we see our own world reflected in Star Trek and vice versa. For real, we've got this franchise that we like for its utopian setting and its progressive principles. And yes, it's fictional, but we should be looking to utopias in any medium for ideas on how to make our world better. Most of the early utopias in fiction were basically just political or social treatises with a few fictional elements tacked on to, you know, let them qualify as novels, to give them mass appeal. This is something that I uh, actually talked about with Light of Gold on a previous show, uh, Utopias in Fiction. So I recommend you go back and listen to that show if you haven't heard it. Anyway, all of this is to say our goal here on the show has been to have erudite and passionate people on the show to talk about Star Trek and how it relates to current events, especially in 2020. And we're still doing that, so stay tuned for the future. Speaking of current events, today on the show, Mikan Hana of the Just Enough Tropa podcast is back to discuss some of the latest Trek news from the Trek sphere. We've got some updates on previously reported stories, some current news, and we'll be talking about some of the recent announcements about upcoming Trek shows. Always a good time having Mika on the show. I'll just say that if you're a pop culture fan or a film fan or an anime fan, the Just Enough Trope Network has you covered. Mika is the co-host of Sailor Noob, which is a podcast about Sailor Moon and Jack. Japanese culture, and they've just wrapped up the first season of the show, so if you like anime, I recommend you check that out. Also, the Just Enough Trope podcast, which is going into its seventh year of existence, is always there to bring you all the news that's fit to cast in the world of nerdy entertainment. You can catch that show and find out more about JET Network shows on Twitter at Just Enough Trope or by going to justenoughtrope.com. This show can be found on Facebook and Twitter at EISTPod. Don't forget, this Thursday and every Thursday at 7 p.m. Central, I and my co-host Ella will be going live to discuss the most recent episode of Lower Decks and in just a few weeks, the third season of Star Trek Discovery. Join us for a fun breakdown of the night's episode. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com forward slash EISTPod to become a member of the crew and gain access to our subscriber content. And that's it for me. Keep doing what you're doing because you're the only one that can. And with that, let's get underway. It's something I've seen a million times on Facebook. You get these posts where people try to... I'm going to put my headphones on okay. just to make sure that the sound sounds the way it's supposed to sound. Uh, you, you get these posts where people post... Just innocently about, oh, uh, Iris Even Bear is talking about how, you know, our concept for Garrick was always that he was going to be attracted to Bashir, or that he wouldn't right. be heterosexual, that he'd be yes. uh, bisexual or, or gay. Uh -huh. And you get Andy Robinson like, well, I approached the character and I said, like, he really likes Bashir. He wants to be his boyfriend. Right. It's just like, it's the people that literally made these characters yes. saying this out loud. Right. And then the reactions to those posts are just <laughs> adult men losing their minds. Yeah. 
and just doing whatever they can to sort of like justify or get their worldview back. And yes. I don't know why it's so important. It reminds me of this this experiment that I heard of. And honestly, I, I need to look up the name of this experiment because I reference it a lot. Where like you, you, you take a baby, right? Yes. And the mother's playing with the baby. Yeah, we're having fun. The baby's like, yeah, goo goo gaga, yeah. And then the mom <laughs> goes like stone face, like yeah. doesn't react to the baby. And like babies can't talk. Newsflash. This is a news show. <laughs> what? But they can read expressions well. They have to. We, we all have this ability, but then we learn to talk later. And so the baby sees that the mom isn't reacting. And at first the baby's like, yeah, goo goo, coming down off that high. Then the baby's like, something's wrong. And the reaction is the baby's like, goo goo, goo goo, yeah. It'll get like more excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And yes. the mom still stone faced, doesn't react. Yes. And then the baby breaks down. Right. You could do this with dogs, too. Anybody <laughs> yeah. who's had a dog, like a big active dog, you're like, yeah, you want to go outside? You want to go outside? And I was like, yeah. And if you stop paying attention to the dog because you're doing something else, or if you just do that same thing, just stare at the dog, the dog would be like, yeah, go, go outside. Go outside. Yeah, yeah. And eventually the dog would be like, okay, bark, bark. What's going on here? <laughs> right. I just, I don't know why that reminds me of these people, but there's a million responses about like, oh, I don't think it really matters either way. Or my favorite one was somebody the other day was like, I always saw Garrick as doing whatever needed to be done for the mission. And I'm like, what Whoa. is it? You think like, <laughs> you think he's going to. Wow. <laughs> so like, he would only be Bashir's boyfriend if it was something he had to get done for the mission. This, or... The mission is, I'm taking my pants off. <laughs> I guess we're doing this, <laughs> which uh, was weirdly is people talk about like, uh, oh, here's a big step for representation in uh, Skyfall because Bond's like, maybe I will blow you. <laughs> right, like, right. <laughs> I mean, I'm cool with James Bond being bisexual, but I think sure. it's probably more just him. This is a new kind of interrogation. I haven't had this before. Right. <laughs> They were whacking me on the balls last time. This time, right. maybe something different. I didn't think that like Bond was like coming out as being bisexual, but no. But maybe they were trying to say that he he was a spy who would do whatever it takes, as this one person was <laughs> yeah. trying to say, just like Garrick. Yeah, right. And exactly. I just don't. I don't understand. I mean, I guess I do understand. I just don't want to. It's depressing to accept that it is. These people. It's very depressing. Have based their worldview so strongly on admiring this guy as long as he is super straight, dude. Because Garrick, right. we've always seen this guy. He's always throwing brewskis back. He wants to watch space football. He wa We know this about this guy. Right, yeah. right. Super macho Taylor yeah. on a oh, yeah. space station. No, no. D by day, he's hemming pants yeah. and he's uh, cutting lace and he's doing all kinds of stuff. But then he goes home, kicks the dog. <laughs> And just throws back some space jack. <laughs> I just don't. I don't get it. I know. If you want to admire, there are macho characters in Star Trek. Oh, no problem. For sure. But it's just like. Yeah, just look at the. Accept the, how cool this guy Klingons. is. Yeah, and also accept that you're not going to double date with him. I guess, or you could. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, why are people upset just because like they they because like this character and it rhymes with schmomophobic. Yeah, yeah, that's right. what it is. Exactly. That's and all I just that don't, it can be. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's kind. Of, well, it's not fully Trek's fault, but it's partially Trek's fault because, you know, no gay characters up to this point. I guess you're asking the audience to expect something, and that is that everybody in the future is straight. Right. But you know, we are 
taking care of that. Now, we're actually going to talk about that in a little bit. All right. When we talk about this news. Yes. This Star Trek news that we're here to talk about. Uh, thanks for joining me. Um, you have been on the show previously to talk about news. I have. And don't roll your eyes. I wasn't rolling my eyes. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, so many times. <laughs> and I often ask I you, uh, what <laughs> newsflash? I'm tired of doing this. <laughs> often, I often ask you what's happening on the Justin F. Trope podcast, but that'll keep, I think. Tell me what's going on on Sailor Noob. Ooh, what is going on on Sailor Noob? Um, if you we, don't know, we're in trouble. Well. We are uh, wrapping up the just about the first season of episodes. I believe um, the last episode of season one. Uh, well, will... I don't know when this will air. I mean, you don't have to like, oh, okay. get super technical about it. Okay. Well, we're almost uh, done talking about that. Uh, starting to um, talk about Sailor Moon R, which is season two. I don't know so... if people know. Super exciting. <laughs> there, so there, the the season different. If, if you're not a fan of Sailor Moon, I don't expect you to know this, but the the different. <laughs> we're trying to make you one, but we're doing a bad job. Uh, okay, the the different the different seasons have different names. Yeah, uh, the first season is just Sailor Moon. People can understand yeah. Transformers and Transformers Beast Wars. Sure, there's a cartoon it's, for it's you. similar to that, and or there's... Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's it's I would say it's 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 fairly similar. But on the that. show you have moved out of Sailor Moon Plane. Sailor Moon Classic. Classic. Let's say that Let's instead. Say. Yeah. Sounds fancy. And the new Sailor Moon, but everybody hates that. But they have a Max Hedrum commercial to <laughs> Uh, try to promote it. Uh, yeah, and then moving into Sailor Moon R, which is like the next chapter of the story. Exactly. Yes, and that is correct. What's cool about the show is, uh, obviously, if you are a Sailor Moon fan, you are going to get some nostalgia vibes off of this. If you yes. are thinking about getting into Sailor Moon, this is a great way to have an annotated watching, essentially, mm-hmm. of Sailor Moon. And even if you're like just, you know, an anime fan or you just you can tolerate it, um, you get into Japanese culture on the show. And right. I've learned one of my favorite parts about it. Honestly. So much about Japan, you know. Everybody knows Mount Fuji. Um, sure. Yeah. You know, sushi right. and uh, vending sake. machines with panties. And right. Them. Sake. Let's go yeah. sake. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it, you know it obviously goes so much deeper than that. And the fact yeah. that um, that is a big part of the show, as well as going, oh man, I love Sailor Moon. It's so cool. It does a flip. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I think you, I don't know. I you think don't get that with a lot of shows, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I think I think anime is really good about that, but I think that, um, it, I, I guess I would say in general, but I guess it depends on, like, uh, the subject matter, obviously. Um, but um, Sailor Moon does a really good job of that. And the, the one thing about it that I like about it, too, is I'm learning stuff all the time as well um, with this show. And, you know, they can have something that, that seems... You're like, I don't know what that is. And then you learn about <laughs> it and you're like, oh, that's actually really interesting. Um, like we um, there there there's this one episode they're fighting a monster and um, Sailor Moon is like kind of like mocking it or whatever. And then we I, I, I was like looking around and I was doing research for the show and I found out 
that what she says is actually um, something that it, it's a it's reference to a children's uh, blind man's <laughs> <Great>. bluff like <laughs> game, like famous bully, game of tag. Sailor Moon. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, it's like a game of tag, and where the the person who's it is an oni, um, who huh. which is uh, a, a demon. You know, that's so on so, brand. Yeah, for Japan. Yeah, it's so. it's interesting that it's a it's a show that's set. You know, I'd compare it to like a superhero narrative because sometimes in anime you're, you know, in medieval times or you're in space or you're in a video game. It's definitely. And the basic setting of the show is so mundane that it deals with like the day to day lives of Japanese people. And so that's like a great angle, I think, to to do stuff with because it's like, oh, they're having like a certain kind of dish. Like, is that that sushi? No, no, that's something else. Right. Exactly. Um. Yeah, and it's um, the more you look at it too. Like I like that it's 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 basically very akin to uh, Super Sentai, which is like the the kind of shows that like yeah, like Power Rangers, like Power Rangers yeah. is, um, where they have like you know there there's like a bigger bad guy force, but they're fighting kind of like a different monster every episode. Right. And I don't know, I find that really fascinating. Um, yeah. And yeah, it, I mean, I'm learning a lot doing it too, which I honestly is a lot of the fun about doing this show. And um, I think that uh, you can get a lot out of listening to the podcast, um, even if you have never even watched uh, the episode. I think you'll get more if you've watched the episode. I mean, obviously, I mean, we talk about it in detail, so spoilers, yeah, I guess, it'd be weird to. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could if you're familiar with it, but it'd be, right. it'd be weird to listen to it and uh, maybe wonder if, like, you're making up this show that doesn't exist. <laughs> I always feel that way with I kind of always wanted to do a podcast like that where you're commenting show by show oh. on something that's not real. And then they did like That's a creative idea. Well, it's called Welcome to Night Vale. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, I suppose. Already, huh? It already exists. Uh, where can people find Sailor Noob on the internet? Yeah, uh, you can find us at um, we have a Facebook page, which is uh, Sailor Noob. Which is it's sailor? How you spell sailor? S A I L O R, and then noob is N O O B, and then we're on Twitter and Instagram at noob underscore sailor. Somebody got to sailor noob, huh? They did, dang it! <laughs> I'm shaking yeah. my fist. And if you go on Facebook and somebody posts about one of the gay characters in Sailor Moon, just be ready. Don't be the guy that goes, oh, I always felt that uh, she just raced cars because, uh, you know, she's cool. She can understand that. Uh... No. <laughs> okay. No. It's a little, no. little in-joke for people who know exactly. Sailor Moon. Yeah. Check that out. Are you watching Star Trek? <laughs> I am, actually. Um, I've actually. There's so much Star Trek There's to watch, so much Star Trek. There? Yes. And it's like when before new Star Trek started, it was like, I've got a shot. It's kind of like when the new prequel sequel or whatever is the jj abrams star wars films came out yes up to that point star wars something that we all loved probably got too excited about uh but you knew you were okay and then that first um episode seven came out and it was like i'm gonna die and there will be more star star wars films after <laughs> after i go i know that's uh that's that's really true i don't know and how that... I feel about that that this will outlive me it makes me feel very old and like weird at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then like, now we have that with Star Trek. I know. There just will always be something new. Oh, that's right. I had never actually thought about that. Why <laughs> had I not had thought about that? Yeah, you're that's you're blatantly turning obvious. gray in front of me. I am. Uh, it's really scary. Like the Hulk. Yes. Not your hair, just your whole body, skin. <laughs> Got it. Uh, yeah, I've actually uh, started watching Enterprise. 
And um, I have never really watched the show before. I've maybe caught like an episode here or there, but um, I, like randomly. But I, I never really sat down because it's like, on all the time. Well, okay, it's got to be on like the Space Channel or, or something, right? Something. <laughs> um, but and and I was a little concerned before I started because you know you always hear Enterprise, you know, and like, uh, wow. Man, Enterprise, so lame. And and uh, so, but I was like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to like this or not. And I think it's so much better than people give it credit for. Mm. Like, I think it's really entertaining. I think, um, you know, again, they, they took how can we take this um, concept that we're all familiar with, Star Trek, and how can we change it and make it different? Yeah. And... So, you know, I, I, I like that it takes place before um, TOS and um, before... Don't you mean TOS? TOS. As, as my British friends yeah, say. right. I don't know why they want to pronounce all their initialisms, but... <laughs> TOS. So let them have it. Little TOS. Um, sounds fun, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Pronounce TNG. Ting. Do it, Limey. Do Ting. it. Ting. Ting. They probably would. <laughs> Disney. Disney. Yeah. An ent. Um, uh, <laughs> but, um, and, and I like that it takes place before there's a federation and, and that they're, they're kind of more similar, more akin to astronauts in some ways, uh, than yeah. what we know of as, you know, uh, the older Star Trek or the, the shows that come chronologically after it. They just get prime rib instead of, uh, that, that ice cream that's, you know, <laughs> That Troy likes or something. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we did it. We get a Troy character on Enterprise, and they're like, "No, what are you having? Hot fudge Sunday? Crunch? You know, it's that this blocky square freeze dried ice cream." She's like, "Yes, mm, I never met some chocolate I didn't like. Crunch, 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 crunch. Perfect. Yeah, I um, I really like Enterprise as I got into it more than I thought I would, and I think part of it is that like frontier spirit that I think they yeah they they employ well without it being real g gosh <laughs> yes but th- but there is g goshness there and is I, and I like that because you've never seen that like even in Kirk's day he's like they're always just doing something like oh we got to go over here and then Melvin Belly shows up or, or whatever and ruins their day uh, it's just they're 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 used to this. Even though they're seeing things every once in a while, they're like, "Oh my god, I've never seen this before." A giant cat, uh, but they're still good at this. And like Enterprise, they're terrible at this, and they don't know and they don't care. <laughs> and it's not because right. they're unfeeling; they just figured we've we're finally out here. This is going to fix everything. And of course, it's not. And then they get into situations where, oh, we really shouldn't have done anything there. Why did we go to the Renfest planet? They don't know anything about cars. Like we, we could ruin their entire civilization. Right, right. And then Dean Stockwell shows up and does nine eleven on him and it ruins everything. <laughs> it's it's also interesting to see. I shouldn't be so flippant about it. How, uh, yeah, how no. much the uh, show changes uh, when they hit the the back nine episodes. Because at first it is a lot of that, like, oh, I guess exploring is tougher than you think. And then as soon as we get to like episode 15 or 16, it's like, we went to a, a detainment camp, you know, where Sulaban yeah. were. And not all Sulaban are bad. Also, they're called the Sulaban. Right. 
I mean, that I, must have been written before, right? I don't. I don't get it. I don't, what like what the is... Taliban? It just maybe I'm. Oh, I mean, as a guy, okay. With my, I hadn't made that connection with before. my handle. Maybe I should be careful <laughs> casting bans on people. Um, but it just does hmm. seem a little weird, doesn't it? I guess now that you mention it, it does kind of seem a little weird. Yeah. Suleiman forces are in Kabul and. Oh boy! Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, whatever. Uh... Uh, never mind then. <laughs> Well, that's I mean, cool. Maybe. It's cool that uh, you're watching Enterprise. We'll have to have you on maybe to talk about it. Yeah, that'd be great. Rehabilitate it. I think it shows how, you know, obviously it didn't do well for a lot of reasons. Um, yeah. I don't think it's just, sure, people, a lot of people weren't watching, but TV was just changing. I mean, it's still changing now, but it, it was really changing at that point. And so I don't think people. Why do you think it, it, it didn't do so well. We're talking about it right now. I know. I'm curious what your opinion is, though. I, I think that home theater got really good. Also, um, lots of channels. Yeah. Cable expanded a lot. Right. Digital TV started to come in. You could get, you could Netflix, you know, you the discs, you know, you could do yeah, that. Yeah, DVD. Yeah. Uh, That's true. And I don't know exactly when Blu-ray came out, but... So like you could just do a lot more at home. Like you could just throw in I mean, that's true. a movie that you liked mm-hmm. um, because you heard that Star Trek show wasn't good. And so I think um, people were spoiled for choice. And so I think that's I think a lot of that went into it. But the continuing negative opinion of the show, I think, shows you the dark side of fandom, because if people say it's bad, then you won't bother with it. Whether yeah. or not it was bad. And I think yeah. we're seeing that again now with a lot of the new shows. And also, Garrick is super straight, by the way. <laughs> it's way better than people say it is. So I say give it a try. Uh, check it out. Um, I think you might be pleasantly surprised. Unless you take umbrage with a lot of the backwards, atavistic sort of attitudes on the show, which I don't know, maybe we won't get into right now. It's yeah. kind of the dark side of Enterprise. Some of it... Not all of it ages well. Let me just put it that way. Yeah. Without really getting into it. Like, what if Berman was like, all the other writers and producers were the filters to Berman. And then once he's actually running and running for the show, it's like, oh, okay. All right. Well, it almost seems like maybe that, this, maybe this it? should only go four seasons. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, watch it. It's great. <laughs> actually, watch it so you can participate in the discussion. There you go. Because up to this point, if I ever said it was bad, I really didn't know what I was talking about. I It was the... Half a dozen episodes that I that I'd probably watched before. So sure, yeah, watch it so you can talk about it. That's what I say. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> well, let's talk about some news. Uh, I've actually got an old story with an update. Oh, okay. I don't know if we had talked about this together, but I had talked about this definitely before on the show. Uh, it is the case of. Annis Abdin versus CBS, where okay. this video game designer was creating a game okay. called Tardigrade, and it's about oh. flying through the universe mm-hmm. faster than light mm-hmm. with a tardigrade and uh, a blue tardigrade. <laughs> so I am not a lawyer or a judge, but I look at it and I go, there might be something there. There might be something there. I don't yeah, know. right. I don't know. Right. Uh, this is another thing where, just to bring social media into every story, where if you post about this on social media, yeah, watch people go insane. Great. 
it's it's impossible for them to if you look at I have a show podcast called Backtracking where we literally go through right. and show you what inspired every episode that we talk about. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're just going, doesn't this feel like a submarine movie? Okay, fine. Like we did Batman once, right? <laughs> just because somebody said. You know, the episode was called In the Pale Moonlight. Mm-hmm. Now, should Warner Brothers and Bob Kane come up and be like, excuse me, excuse me, Michael Piller, I need to talk to you. Yeah, probably not. He might have been dead by then. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's for courts to decide. Right. So when a guy's making a game and he had been working on it and posting about it since 2014 and in 2017 he sees a show where a blue tardigrade is flying faster than light, you know, he did what he, I think he did what he should have done. Probably. Now, it's up to the courts, I guess. And the courts have ruled now several times that he does not have a case. Recently, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit affirmed the district court decision uh, that he did not have uh, a case, basically. This was all in, like, the the pre-argument phase. Okay. I mean, it's rough, right? Because a tardigrade is a, a real creature. That's true. Uh, so I don't know how you really do a copyright on that. Now, they chose to make it blue. And fly and through space. S- and fly through space. See, but so, the, Star Trek. Obviously, the, being the subversive person that I am, yeah. I'm bringing this up because I'm saying that, like, how is this guy ever going to beat Viacom CBS? The, the big... Huge, yeah, yeah company. And I guess yeah. I won't get all the way into it. If you, there's a, actually a really detailed article that I, um, I'm not going to read for this story, but it's on the National Law Review. Oh, wow. uh, about this case, uh, and it goes through all of their kind of findings, their determination, and they're basing they they looked at the two elements of a copyright infringement claim, at least the two related to this, I guess, because in my own personal experience, I know that there's more than two, but mm-hmm. uh, it's the having the ownership. Of a copyright, just does somebody have a copyright? Okay, right, right, right. And copying the original elements from a work. Okay. So going through that, they went to, oh, the tardigrade, like you said. Oh, it's an animal. Right. We know it can survive through space. So that's just like an element of the thing. Of the actual thing, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but who thinks about tardigrades in space? Do you know what I mean? I certainly didn't before Star Trek. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, And so they chalk that up. And then also just the idea of um, having like a crew of a ship or whatever. You know, they're just chalking these things up to stock themes. Those are the things that he had to argue on because those are arguably the original elements. Okay, sure. And they said, yeah, but those elements are like too general. Okay. And so I, I guess I could see that. I, so basically, like, he, at this point, there's just, unless he takes it to the Supreme Court, which he might. We will have reportage on if he does that. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I mean, there's no really, there's nowhere to go now. And it's too bad. And, and I want to talk about it before you give your opinion. Because I've okay. thought about this a lot. Okay. Listen, listen to me. I'm listening. Listen. Uh, <laughs> the, I, it, it, I, I don't know how to feel because I don't want to see the little guy get screwed. Right. I don't feel like these insane posters on Facebook feel about how he should. He's literally received death threats, which is like, ah, Star Trek fans, you got to love them. Wow. Unnecessary. But if they were to, (laughs) it's impossible to prove that Brian Fuller was just clicking around on the internet and saw his posts in 2015 when he was developing Star Trek Discovery. You can't prove that. No. That may have happened. It may have. And to be honest, 
It really <laughs> seems like that happened. Uh-huh. But you can't prove that. So there's no crime. Do you know what I mean? Or not crime. Right. There's no there's no violation here. Right. And it's so weird because if and then kind of arguing on CBS's side, if we were to take these things from you, how could we possibly take all the things that couldn't that can't really be defended? You know what I mean? If he had like like there's a character in the game, let's say his name is Tony. If they had a character named Tony on on Enterprise, well that's come on, right? Right. But otherwise it's like we took tardigrades flying through space faster than light. And, you know, one or two other things. Those are the things that are unprotectable. It'd be like if you... yeah, right. (laughs) It'd be like if you wanted to rip off Batman and you had, like, a guy who comes from a city... Uh, Right. And he's got a car and Uh, a cape. Yeah. But his name is, like, Taco Guy or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. And he's got... And there's a commissioner that he reports to. Sure, yes. Do you think you would win against DC if DC said... Hey, you're doing Batman. He's just named Taco Taco Guy. Probably not. No, but you can have a car. You can wear a cape. Yeah. I can wear a cape today. Right, right, right. <laughs> My neighbors will look at me funny. <laughs> See what I mean? It just seems like the it all hinges on whether you can prove that, you know, Brian Fuller like ripped him off. And you can't. And you can't. And Brian Fuller's not part of the organization, so he's not a part of this at all. So, no. so no. it's just like ugh, this it's, guy's out a lot of legal fees. He, this guy's out a lot of legal fees, and he's not going to get to make this video. <laughs> no, he's not going to get to make any game. <laughs> you don't think so? Well, I mean, he go. He's got a GoFundMe for Tardigrade, or he did. Um, but it just seems like. Well, that's not going to happen. Right? It's just stifling creativity. Like yeah. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I now I don't know, and I, the um, as far as I can tell, um, the article doesn't comment on whether he can go forward in his. Um, his, uh, his his game. I, I would guess not. Don't you think? Like, because because if if he's suing them, couldn't they turn around and sue him? They could. He... They could turn around and do it. Yeah. And CBS is definitely uh, I gone after people them. legally uh, for no good reason. Yep. But uh, how bad would they look? Probably pretty bad, but I don't think that would necessarily deter them. Yeah. They also went to like <sighs> so they talked about the concept and feel. And like the game is, you know, you're flying through space. I think it's like a puzzle game. Um, and of course, like, you know, that has nothing to do with a space show where they are doing right. Star Trek stuff. But one of the things that they landed on was that it had a name. And it's like, it's kind of got a name. I mean, somebody calls it Ripper like once. And then I guess it's just they say Ripper a couple more times. <laughs> also, don't you think it's telling that it just F's off? Like halfway through the first season, yep. and we'll ne- we'll never see it we'll again. We'll never Actually, see it again. Now that they finally won this appeal, like maybe we'll see- we'll see it again. You think they would bring it back just because as an another? I'm chilling in the in the year thirty one XDX, and it's like whoa, what's going on? Well, they did have a tardigrade in that short, like that came out <laughs> that animated yeah. short. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I mean. This is incredibly frustrating for uh, the game designer, uh, and I, I understand why they're frustrated, and it's um, it's 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 upsetting. And I, I you know I hope it it works out for him. I hope he's able to do this game, or you know go on and do other games. You know, um, I'm looking forward to his new project, Taco Guy. Personally. <laughs> Send him a writ. <laughs> My idea. 
Uh, keeping it in the legal news area, uh, yeah. there is an update on the story about um, Anthony Rapp and Kevin Spacey. Okay. Who he accused in the past of um, assaulting him. I think yes. we all know about this. I, it started I so. the whole thing with um, him being... He was sued by somebody else. I think he got off or settled. Uh, and then he started making those weird videos where he's like... Yeah, you told me about. Making, I wasn't dinner. aware of that till you t- brought that to my attention. <laughs> just so weird. Which is, it's just very bizarre. He's a weird guy. Yeah, he's a weird guy. But anyway, uh, Anthony Rapp and another anonymous plaintiff are, are now um, hitting him with a sexual assault suit. They're taking it to court. Uh, I say uh, good for them, and uh, I hope, I hope that they are uh, successful. Uh, it's just. I, I don't know. Any any assault is awful, but I think it's almost – I think it's, like, more heinous if it's with a – you know, if you assault a kid. You yeah. know what I mean? So, um, yeah. Uh, he, he obviously feels very strongly about it. I mean, we I think we knew that before, but um, – uh, Rap? Yeah, rap. Yeah. yeah. So um, – Kevin Spacey, uh, he used that as his excuse to come out as being gay because – that's a defense, I guess. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> oh, you got to go back on the, on the story. This has been going on for a long time. <laughs> I, clearly, I am missing some of the uh, vital information. It's, we're just, <laughs> I promise there's no controversy after this. <laughs> we will be talking about gay people, though. Uh, so he, it's been an open secret that. Yeah, I Kevin was aware Spacey of that. Is, yeah, um, a confirmed bachelor. Yes. Uh, for his whole life. Yes. His response to. The um, the original complaint uh, in 2017, I think, uh, when Rap basically said this, like he yes. didn't file a suit, but he right, right, um, right. posted on Twitter, um, was that, uh, oh, I don't remember this at all, you know, but like I'm just trying to live my life as a gay man or whatever. And he basically like confirmed that he's that gay, he, he, he which is out. like. It's a weird way to cool do story, it. bro. But uh, what about this thing that, <laughs> that I said happened? You know? Yeah, I don't. What? <sighs> so we'll see. Oh my goodness! I I, I realize that I, I bring you on this show, and th- th- there's nothing to give your opinion about. I'm just ambushing you with these horrible stories, <laughs> and your audio is just how dare you. <laughs> <laughs> like there's just yeah, I get it, but I'm just trying to keep the people informed. No, I I, I get it. I think it's uh, I think it's good that rap is doing this. Yeah, um, I'm sure it will be a further he's, continuing story. He's so. definitely the most highest profile person to do this as well. I believe that the because la- there was like two other suits, and one was um, we don't know because the victim didn't take the stand. Oh, okay. Uh, so that was thrown out. And the other one was like a settlement with a NDA or you know whatever. Like you get sure. the money, you don't talk. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like this, yeah. So this is Anthony Rapp is, is you know, going into this. And he's going to have time. Yeah. Because I don't know when we're going to see Discovery season four. Let's talk about <laughs> Discovery wow. by way of Star Trek Day. Oh, yeah. Remember Star Trek Day? Yes. <laughs> yeah. September the 8th was Star Trek Day. Yes. Uh, and there was happy still birthday, available. Happy birthday, Star Trek. Yeah, happy birthday, Star Trek. Still available on YouTube, a bevy of panels speaking with creators and many, many, many of the stars of the shows. Uh, they really pulled a lot of people together. Uh, it yeah. It was really cool and impressive. And we were expecting 
Give me that. Give me that Star Trek news. Yes. I can't yes. wait to report on this. I'm going to get Mikan Hana in there. Yeah. Star Trek Day comes. No news. <laughs> <laughs> we got a Disco Season 3 trailer. Yes. Uh, which we'll talk about right now. And we yeah. got a uh, Lower Decks, like, second half of the season trailer. Um, biggest reveal. John Delancey will be appearing as Q on Lower Decks. Yes. That's good news. Yes, that, that is good news. But otherwise, I'm excited about that. Uh, yeah, no, no news. That was it. This is a company. Like, this is a company what? that has uh, a Nickelodeon show in the works. It's got, I guess, a Section Thirty One show in the works. Yes. It's got a MIA Star Trek Four, uh, which we have some news about. Uh, so it's like, say something. No. <laughs> I know. Like, what? I don't the know heck? if they're waiting for uh, for STLV, which is in December. Still, we'll see. Oh boy, well, really? Yeah, we'll see. Really? We'll see. Hmm. But anyway, uh, yeah, let's talk about that uh, Disco Season 3 trailer. What do you think? Um, I think it looks cool. Uh, I mean, we get to see a little bit more of, of uh, the the narrative, um, a little bit more of our, our characters. But I don't know that it really tells us a whole lot. Yeah, um, I mean, if, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we, we see... know they're in the future. Yeah. Like, the far future. Yeah. And we know they have a cat. Yes. And I think we and new badges. I don't remember if we found out this previously, but it sounds like the Federation isn't what it was. No, and, we, and that's one of the things that we kind of knew previously. Okay, right? so I couldn't remember if we knew that before or not. So I'm not really sure what else. I mean, we saw a little bit more of some of the new characters. I yeah, guess, yeah. Right. I think that's the biggest uh, thing that we saw from this. So um, cool. Um, I don't know. It's just hard for me to to uh, to gauge. Like, okay, we're in the future now, so so what does that mean? I mean, I think a big part of the trailer was like, well, the Federation isn't what it was. You have no power here, and like, you know, so how do you like? Do you kind of create a new Federation? Do you steer the Federation in a new direction? That's, that will be the action of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. I guess I don't really. I don't know what they've what they've got done. Do you know what I mean? I think at this point you don't want to give away too much, but also like what are what do you even have to show? Oh, you think they're still working on the special effects? <sighs> no, well actually, you know what? Cuz what they're waiting for was the music, right? So the special effects might be all done. <laughs> like everything yeah. they might all be edited and just ready for music and then we're we're good to go. Um but I um I f- I feel similar to the way that you feel because I feel like we basically confirmed what they had already, I think, kind of in, intimated to us mm-hmm. um, that this would be, you know, them going to the future where the, the things are different. The Federation is has fallen off. Right. And um, they would be instrumental in um, helping them find their way or whatever. Yes. Um, and yeah, that's what it is. Yes. And cats, Maine Coons still exist uh, a thousand <laughs> years from now. Do we know what the cat's name is? Please tell me it's not Spot. Grudge. What? <laughs> I don't. Okay, I don't. I, I have no idea what that could even mean. Do you have any guesses? I mean, is that a reference to something? Or, gosh, what? I think everybody in the future has um, has very uh, simplistic names. Okay. <laughs> or like, or that express something because. Kraft was the name of the guy in uh, in Calypso. Yes. Remember that? Yes, I do remember that. Yeah. 
Like huh. all of our names are nouns, basically. Okay. I all right. It just seems surprising like when when you came from the past and you go to the future that that would be your naming convention. But okay. Well, no, because what they're doing is so, you know, grudges and then book is uh is the the new character, right? David Ayala's character. Oh, okay. So it's like all right. Oh, okay. They've 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 gone so far backwards that they're returning to like an earlier time so instead of like wow. mcgillicuddy it's like i'm book i'm plate <laughs> you know i'm cup wow you know cup okay all right all right from transformers yes i remember cup from transformers <laughs> i think that's what it is and like that okay i don't like that <laughs> i don't like that I, i'm not really a fan it doesn't gotta se- be honest that seems like uh you know, a, a lack of sophistication in the storytelling, but you know, I haven't, yeah. se- I haven't seen it yet. So that, that who knows? seems like um, like my naming convention, or what is uh, what is <laughs> what is the comic book creator who we think like we've talked <laughs> about before, who just like sees things. Thanks and, like, for queuing me up for yeah. my best bits. Yeah, Marv Wolfman. Yes, Marv Wolfman is an amazing creator who has yes, created so is. many things, but yes. many of those characters are have the Beast Boy. He's a boy, turns into beasts. <laughs> Cyborg. Oh, he's a cyborg? What's his name? You got it. Cyborg. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's it. So it just seems like they're taking a page out of his book, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but those those are so... that that just tells you like what uh, what it is. Like he's a... That's true. He's a... It's not like the the cat's name is Cat or... um, Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, or it'd be like... Yeah. Feline or something, yeah, I guess, or like whatever the scientific name for cat is. I don't know. Book seems to. I, I bet uh, here. Here's my prediction. I think book will be like I because they're so they're. I can't remember what craftspeople are called. If we ever find out, I can't remember because they're fighting the the Vidrache, right? Which is the Federation, right? Okay, and right. so he will be the um, the. Um, the, the librarian. <laughs> He'll be the shell answer man. He'll be the guy who is like steeped in like study and lore. He'll be the guy sure, who's like, I yeah. found this. It's C, C on Apple TV Plus. <laughs> and I found this box of like old paperbacks and we're reading 1984. This, right. We've lost this knowledge. But he'll be the guy who's in charge of that. Okay. Sure. I can see that. Don't you think? That could be fun. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's got potential. Back to my point about sophistication and storytelling. I... I, I don't – Discovery seems to have picked its path, and I think it's sticking with it. Yes. Like, they uh, have double, triple, quadruple down on this um, balls-out action, yeah. but also at least trying to maintain or at least give lip service to, like, the themes of the Federation. But whereas older Trek <laughs> – yeah, that's right, everybody. I'm an old man whining about new Trek. Whereas older Trek – was felt comfortable enough to explore issues and then let the um let the points make the curve. Sure. I feel like Discovery is drawing the curve and putting the points on. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So like we have a thing where Riker, for instance, is famous ladies man. You know, yes. the the scourge of Alaska and falls in love with a character who has a non binary gender. Yes. And then people are like, oh, this is a new frontier for, for uh, you know, Commander Riker? I don't know, but I know that everybody is cool with it. Mm-hmm. We now know that about 
the enterprise, except for the political aspects, and it's a very complicated situation. But but right. uh, but everybody's like, oh, okay, cool. Like nobody's like, whoa, what? And that's all fine. And so we've got like this world, and every week they're doing something, and they're pushing boundaries, and this guy's doing that, and then Captain Picard dates somebody and decides like, I don't think I can date anybody anymore. This is not. I'm not going to be the guy that dates people, and he yeah. doesn't date anybody ever again until the movies. <laughs> It's 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 exploring these things and it is establishing itself as a show that explores these things. And then it leaves that good feeling in our mind about the Federation, about Star Trek. Discovery's just going, we got to be Star Trek. We're Star Trek. Right. First season, every other line was, we are Starfleet. We don't lie. <laughs> that famous yeah. person that you guys don't even know about yet. Wesley Crusher will be his catchphrase. Yeah, right. Uh, and then the second season, you know, there's, there's a lot going on. And then the third season used to be like, we just, we got to get things back to the way that they're supposed to be. We got to make right. the Federation great again. That's kind of oh, complicated. I, I, wow. Strike that. Oh, no, yeah. Strike but that But it's just right like, now. you know, we've got to, we got to fix things because apparently, and we don't know what they're doing, but like, this isn't what they're supposed to do. Yeah. I, uh. <laughs> so that. Yes. But also big explosions, like the biggest explosions. Yeah, I mean, it seems like for whatever reason we're we're taking a a page out of um the Abrams movies or the 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 films that like Are we? I feel like we are. I don't think those of... movies were about anything, were they? Well, I mean, what I mean like I mean like the the uh the big explosions, the oh. like overall look. You know, I take that back. When did explosions become code for something that's bad and unsophisticated? Explosions are awesome. I'm, probably, I'm, I'm pro explosion. Yeah, probably uh, fictional, uh, fictional uh, explosion. Okay, all right. Yes, fictional explosions. Although I knew yeah. an explosion in college, and he was pretty cool. <laughs> um, Michael Bay. I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know. I mean, uh, Christopher Nolan blows things up, and people he think does. that he's like the smartest filmmaker ever. Spoiler: He is not. But. Right. But he blows things up. That's fine. Yeah. But he's like, nobody gives him a hard time. Michael Bay. Yeah. 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 Let's not interrogate that. Okay. All right. All right. So, anyway, uh, Discovery Season 3 looks pretty slick. Uh, Looks like all systems normal going forward there. We'll talk more about that, of course, when it comes out on the 11th week of 23 Weeks of Trek. Oh, my goodness. We'll be covering that on Discoverage Thursday night, 7 p.m., when it comes out on the 15th. So, join us then if you like hearing people talk live. About Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Discovery. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, okay. This is a great story. I'm glad we're talking about this. And this is actually uh, older. This was before Star Trek Day, but I wanted to make sure we talked about it on this show. The third season of Discovery, and I'm not sure that we saw much of these characters in the trailer, but you can see more of them online. Uh, they're introducing two new characters to the third season of Discovery. Yes. And it will be the uh, first ever non-binary and trans characters in Star Trek. Yeah, and really cool. best part, best part, those characters are played by a non-binary person and a trans person. I know that is the best part. That wasn't so tough, was it? No, <laughs> well, I don't know why that's so difficult. I don't know why that's so difficult either. Um, this is fantastic. And before you say, I think the trills are an exception, right? Or are they? I don't know. But the, what the, the headline they're running with is this is the first non-binary character. Would you say yes. a trill is, is non-binary? I think a joined some... trill. I think some people might uh, debate that, yes. Well, let's not have that debate here. Yeah. But I'm open uh, to, I agree with both sides. Blue Del Barrio will be appearing as Adira, uh, who is described as highly intelligent and has a self-assurance 
well beyond their years and will join the crew of the Discovery. And then speaking of trills, yes, we can get into this now. Yeah, Uh, Ian Ian Alexander will play Gray, who is a trill, but as far as I know, uh, is not a joined trill, at least we haven't heard anything about that. Okay, sure. Um, yeah, very cool. I, I've heard that the trills are going to feature pretty largely in and Dis- discovery season three. Weird. Yeah. I think we've talked about this on the show. I hope that maybe, uh, maybe they're going to do this. Hello. Yeah. CBS, if you're listening <laughs> and stealing all my ideas, but like trill are scary. Trill scare me. Why? Because they are essentially immortal, right? And oh, in their own, I, I see what you're saying. In their own society, you've got a thing where there's a there's a trill council or whatever. They choose how do there's there's a whole underclass of people. There there is literally a ninety nine percent that you're services right. a one percent. Right, right, right. And those one percent aren't just rich and are jerks and then they die. They. Conti- they live on by passing themselves through other people's right. bodies. Right. And the, so the, those who that are lucky enough to get do joined. they are yeah. they allowed to hold political office? Are they allowed to own everything like Jeff Bezos? Like there is a creepy, unexplored, like you know, uh, social structure. That's a very good point in the troll society. Yeah. Now, whether these characters are in the the future, the far future, and the trolls are still around and we're exploring it then or not, I don't know. But um. It would be, uh, it would be, I think, an interesting choice for them to actually explore that. And um, we haven't, we've seen like unjoined trill in Star Trek before, but they haven't, uh, we haven't largely followed anybody who was unjoined because Dax, who is the biggest trill character so far, um, was joined. So plus, it's kind of like. It's kind of like, uh, remember <laughs> what? I, honestly, I think maybe some people come to the show for my old stale references, so <laughs> I'm gonna keep making them. Okay. But way back in the day, mm-hmm. there was a, uh, a a Marvel comic, and that was also uh, made into a toy called Team America. Now that must have lapsed yeah, because I feel like <laughs> because of the South Park movie, but like, and they were a stunt squad, but they would like solve hey. crimes on the side, and it was a okay. way to very very late in the game to try to get in a little piece of that um, motorcycle fad that was throughout the seventies <laughs> that was started with stuff like Easy Rider, okay, and then a lot of characters were like, you know, had motorcycles or were out there just on the road. Then uh, came okay. Bronson, that sort of thing. Right. They were called Team America. And then because it was a Marvel Comics property, Cap rides a motorcycle. So sometimes yeah. Captain America would like join up with them. <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. So I'm thinking about the best parts of Team America is when they're doing some crazy stunt to stop the child traffickers or whatever it was, right? Yeah. When they get off those motorcycles, they're just a bunch of guys with stars and stripes on their helmets, right? Yeah, right. That's the thing with Trill. <laughs> you could do a story about an unjoined Trill, but why? It's not... They're, they're interesting <laughs> when they have all these experiences and they know core and they, or they're just getting their trill. And so they're all messed up and they're trying right. to do their job, but they're still integrating their personality. Right. An unjoined trill is just another random Starfleet officer, right? 
I guess. Um, or as ooh. part of a shadowy cabal that is keeping the 99% of Trill down. Oh, my god! Or as the guy who's tending the hot tubs in the cave where the <laughs> where the little Trills are. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't envy that job. Uh... <laughs> so it's not... I mean, can you make it interesting if you... Oh, no, like... I mean, you can make anything interesting. I'm just saying they up to this point, I don't think we've really seen that because no. for those reasons. I mean, like if somebody is like... They really, really, really want to be joined. Yeah, but it and then looks they bad. Like, and then they take over like DS Nine. Yeah, I know. And they're they own a building in Gremlins Two. <laughs> Clamp. So uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, rewinding back to the beginning of the story. Yes. Uh, welcome to Ian and Blue, and yes. uh, look forward to seeing more of them on the show. Absolutely. All right, here's the news that I really have wanted to talk about. Okay, go for it. Uh, we had a uh, real shock uh, in 2020. Uh, otherwise, going great. This year is perfect. <laughs> but we heard that Noah Hawley's Star Trek feature film, yes, the proposed Star Trek IV, has been put on the back burner. Yeah, why? Oh, no, I'm not done with the story. Oh, but, okay. Well, we can talk about why. Okay. Um. Actually, there is no talk about why. <laughs> Emma Watts is sort of like the new broom at uh, Viacom CBS, who's supposed to be in charge of like the movie division. And so she is trying to like fast track it. And fast track means pushing the Noah Hawley thing aside, I guess. Maybe too esoteric, too weird. So we didn't know anything about that. And it was like, oh, I guess we won't get a Star Trek four for a long time. That kind of sucks. But Noah Hawley just recently was talking with Variety about all things related to Noah Hawley, but also talking about Star Trek four. And he gave us some more details. Okay. He said that Emma Watts had told him the film was on hold, but that doesn't mean, and I mean every person who can't get their movie made in Hollywood is like, yeah, it doesn't mean it's dead, but it's not dead, supposedly. And okay. it's got a lot going for it because it has a completed script. Okay. It's done and That's ready to good. go. And they were moving on to uh, the part where they start designing the look of the movie and they were going to get all that going. Okay. So that's kind of good news because if okay. they are really serious about this, this project, which is in stasis, might yeah. have a, a good shot at getting out there. Here's something else. Okay. It would feature a whole new crew of characters, but would also connect to the franchise's history. Okay. And Sounds he compared intriguing. it. He compared it to his Fargo show, which is like, well, this is the guy that they bring in to right. breathe new life into a franchise, right? Right. I guess that's his job. But I haven't seen Fargo. But apparently, um, spoilers for like the middle part of the first season of Fargo. But one of the characters finds the money that Carl buried in the snow. Okay. That Kumiko, the treasure hunter, yeah, went yeah, looking yeah, for. Yeah. Deep cut reference. Yeah. He finds that. So it doesn't, so it exists in the, in the universe of Fargo, sure. but it's not. But um, it's different characters. You following Steve Buscemi around. Right, right, right. Or uh, Mark Gun Gunderson. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so it will have some, you know, tie in, but it'll be totally new characters, not Kirk, Picard, whatever. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm intrigued. I'm totally cool with that. Um, that's not something we've seen in a film before. It's all been characters that we already have followed. Yeah. And in a show, it's, you know, even if it was like new versions of Kirk and Spock and Bones. I'll tell you, having recently dived deeply into the gloom of Star <laughs> Trek Nemesis, yeah, uh, that movie did everything it could to put 
as many, there was two Picards and two Datas in that movie. They were shoving everything in your face yep. at every second. Yes. And people were like, no. So I think we need to rethink the stars are a draw angle of Star Trek. Like, yeah. if you, look, give Shatner a cameo at the beginning, you know? Let me tell you a story about something that happened or whatever. Right. I know he's dead. Um, <laughs> you know, if you feel you have to do that, do that. But I think people will come to see a Star Trek movie that is not, I mean, you've proved it with the J.J. Abrams films. Yeah, it's Kirk and Spock. They don't resemble them in any way. No. Either, either in, in terms of character or in terms of looks. Yeah. They made billions of dollars. So yeah. just go for it. Yeah. Uh, what's the cold feet? I don't understand. I don't understand either. Are, 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 is like the new person in charge of film, is she just kind of like, um, we're she's gonna... making Star Trek a priority. Remember, she's over. She oversees all features at Paramount. Yeah. So I don't know. Make the Enterprise transform. I don't care. Just get it done. So she's making it a priority by putting the, it on sir, stasis. We have arrived at Cybertron. Yeah. Right. You know, do a crossover. I don't care. Right. Let's just get this. Make this happen already. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. That sounds terrible. Don't do what I <laughs> just said. <laughs> the the Enterprise transforms. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> the Unicron is back. Oh no. <laughs> so we have to we have to beam down to the planet. The planet or the giant man who's with the horns. <laughs> Was he a moon or a planet? They seem to call I feel like they everybody called him a planet. I don't know. He can eat a moon. Yes. But when he eats like um he eats the little um alien planet at the beginning. Yes. Big, bigger than the planet, more or less, right? I think so. Right. I think he's pretty so safely a planet. planet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe he changes size because a lot of the Transformers do that. Megatron, huh. 20-foot tall robot, becomes a Luger, a 9-millimeter Luger. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that, that is sized for Starscream's hand, I guess. <laughs> they are totally straight, by the way. Speaking of CBS corporate, uh, here's a little weird story. Uh, so Viacom CBS has been making a lot of moves. Uh, yeah. One of those moves is becoming Viacom CBS. Uh-huh. We reported, I think the last time you were on, and I haven't heard anything about this since, but they bought 49% of the ownership in the Miramax catalog. Oh, yeah. So yep. like, wow. I do remember that. You guys, you, I think a lot okay. of the fact that they were even in the running for that tells me nobody wanted that, right? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much. I I can't even Goodwill Hunting. I, I can't even name all the films that were produced by Miramax. All I, yeah. so many Oscars, so much box office, all now tainted and stinky, right? Yeah, right. And the fact that Paramount's like, I'll take it, I'll take it, great. <laughs> but anyway, they are uh, planning to sell uh, CNET for five hundred million dollars to a marketing film a firm. What is CNET? Okay, so CNET is a website and a media group. Okay. Um, you're not a techie person, so I guess no. you wouldn't know, but I've spent many years on CNET reading articles about, uh, you know, reviews about... Oh, uh, no, no, no. I know what they are. I know what they uh, are. S- you know, uh, cell phones, a PDAs. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Know, with uh, styluses. I guess I haven't been on CNET in a while. And then CNET also, that's the flagship, but it owns um, GameSpot, uh, Metacritic, okay. Okay. Um, yeah. TV Guide. A lot of big ones. A cooking thing that I don't know because I don't go to cooking sites. But uh, yeah, so they're, uh, you know, it's a it's a group and they're going to sell it to this marketing group. Why are they selling it? Make they need money. The money. Okay. 
Maybe you shouldn't have bought uh, 49% of Miramax. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> We've all bought some large share of Miramax and then just looked around <laughs> with our buyer's guilt. Uh, been like, oh, maybe, I can, maybe I can sell this TV. I know. I don't need. Wow. Okay. All right. I mean, they're just uh, cleaning house, I guess. I, we re- reported on this... Maybe when you were on the show before, I keep asking that. It doesn't matter. We we talked about this on an earlier episode uh, about them trying to get rid of Simon and Schuster. Yes. And I don't think that we have closed anything yet. I'm not sure there's any major buyers yet. But the fact that it's like you're buying things nobody wants, you own stuff nobody wants. This is a bad situation. It's a really bad situation. <laughs> Maybe if you made a Star Trek movie and made a lot of money, how much would it take to get J.J. Abrams back? I don't know that it would be an substantial, substantial, not substantial, substantial amount. Is he you know? up? Is his stock up or down after the uh, whatever the last one was called? The last Star Wars film. Really hard to say, honestly, because I think people uh, saw the second one and were like, I don't really like that. And then they saw the third one and were like, that wasn't much better. I wouldn't have brought the second one into the conversation because oh, okay. I'm so tired of talking about the second one. <laughs> but I don't think, I think they did, they pulled something off. They managed to unite sexists and just regular people. Yeah. everybody yeah. hated The Rise of Skywalker. I think Everybody right. did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Except, I thought it was fine. <laughs> I think the, the last one I thought is, it was okay. Yeah. What'd you think? Okay. Let's cross the streams. What'd you think? I don't I didn't really like it that much. It was all right. I didn't care because at that point, uh, you know, Force Awakens is like, okay, you, you remade Star Wars with more money. That was that was pretty good. Yes. And The Last Jedi is like, I, all right, uh, this needs another half. You know, I, I, I don't know how I feel about this, but you're going to have to make the third one the answer to the second one, right? Because mm-hmm. we set all this stuff up. All right, we're up, I'm, I'm with you. Where is that going to go? Yeah. But... People didn't like it, or some people didn't like it, and so the third one is completely disconnected from the rest. And at that point, where it's like I've lost all hope, and it's like just entertain me for two and a half hours, I yes. thought it was entertaining. Ew. Parts were better than others. Okay. Um, <laughs> you didn't like what you healed the snake. Um, not really. I don't, Let's look up I that snake know. on Wikipedia. I know he's got a Wikipedia article. Oh, I'm sure he does. I bet he's got a name. I'm sure he does. <laughs> Hopefully, it isn't grudge. Um, but. Yeah, no, I don't no, know. No, it's hiss or something Yeah, like that. right. Um, it's uh, contemplative. I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, I just really liked a, the a Force Awakens like a lot. And so I was just kind of really disappointed by the second one. And, yeah. Um, that's just kind of, I guess that's kind of. I think about it in relation of like kind of like of the trilogy, you know, and in comparison to the first in that trilogy, not so great. I can see that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, they're taking a break. Yeah. <laughs> Only not. They're co- totally gonna just double down, right? And just. Uh, I've lost track of who's all is working on a Star Wars movie now. I feel like there's multiple in the works. So yeah. Um, well, let's yeah. Uh, get back to Star Trek and talk about our final story here. Uh, the Television Critics Association recently bestowed the Heritage Award on Gene Roddenberry. Okay. Uh, posthumously, obviously. Right. Uh, for the creation <laughs> of the original Star Trek, but also by extension, the the franchise. The franchise. Uh, yes. Okay. As, um, 
what is the Heritage Award? I mean, it sounds cool. So the TCA year holds um, their TCA awards every year. Okay. Um, <laughs> they're critics. Should they give out awards? They should all be. And Fair the winner question. is Christopher Nolan for Tenet, who is not really as smart as people say he is. But that's <laughs> Come up, get your award, get your award. Uh, right. So they hold awards every year, and then every year they hand out a Heritage Award, which seems like a lifetime achievement or like okay. honorary Oscar type thing. Okay, sure. Uh, to a TV series, it's like a landmark TV series. Okay, sure. So ER. Wow. Hey, ER is a landmark series. Yeah, it But apparently is. Uh, Star Trek had not received one up to this point. That's surprising. It is surprising. Okay. But, right. you know, it's back on TV now, so I guess Back can... in people's minds, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which is good news for Rod Roddenberry, who yeah. accepted the award by Skype, basically, because we all have to do things That's by Skype. That's kind of what you have to do right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, right. Did they, did they send the award to him like ahead of time? So he's like in front of the, the, the Skype call and being like, thank you for this award that I accept on behalf of my father, blah, blah, blah. Everything you said, but no award. Oh, okay. All right. That's okay then. <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, imagine it in my head. He's put an award in a box. Right. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Just mail it to somebody. I know, right? right? Yeah, I, exactly. I bet Mash got an award. Probably. I bet Dick Van Dyke got an award. Yeah, yeah. I I would hope so. Yes. I actually don't know if there's a trophy or not. But, oh, okay. But <laughs> Maybe there, is there award, isn't. Is it really an award if there isn't a trophy? <laughs> I think no. <laughs> Give Rod something else to put on his mantelpiece. Come on. <laughs> so anyway, it's about time. Yes. And um, uh, that's it's good news. Um, 250 professional critics and journalists uh, vote on these. And so, you know, <laughs> we talk on Just Enough Trope a lot about who hands out these Oscars and yeah, why. Right. But I don't know. I trust 250 jerks <laughs> to vote on what's good and what's bad right um, they're all being super critical so. anyway right, right. That's so true. You if they know can that's all true. agree yeah star trek's pretty good i like star trek yeah <laughs> right if that's what really motivates it <laughs> yes it specifically it was cited for uh its progressiveness and also featuring an african-american in a significant leading role awesome uh yeah very cool and uh, uh i Trek is, is a great example of that um, and has always been, um, largely to Ron Berry's vision. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, if Rod wasn't available, they were going to get grudge to uh, accept the, the award. <laughs> Just a Just empty desk. Yeah. And then a blurry, furry right. thing oh, comes in. There there he goes. He's going uh, out that oh, way. He's hitting up. Oh, yeah. No, he's hit. The camera's <laughs> falling down. And he pushes off the desk. Okay. <laughs> Well, thanks for joining me once again to talk about the news. Tell people where they can find all your properties online. Uh, yes, uh, you can find our shows at justenoughtrope.com. And uh, Sailor Noob is Sailor Noob on Facebook and at Noob underscore Sailor on Twitter and Instagram. And Taco Guy is coming out this before Christmas, right? Yes. Okay, so people should keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Mikan Hana. And I'm Caliban. And we're the hosts of the Sailor Noob Podcast. I'm the expert. And I'm the noob. You're 
talking into the wrong end of the microphone. Aye, aye. Okay. Every week we watch a new episode of Sailor Moon and learn about monsters, fashion, food, culture, and of course, the Sailor Warrior of Love and Justice, Sailor Moon. All right. Now, what is her rank? Is she an admiral or a rear admiral? Okay, shh, shh. The ad's almost over. We're a couple of magical people, and every week we moon prism power make up a new episode. Better amidships. Study as she goes. Please stop that. Sailor Noob is available every Friday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Shiver me timbers. Daddy.